Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Good evening, everybody, and in some cases, good morning. How is everyone today? I hope you're okay. Anyway, hang on a second. Okay. My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour or so. Got a great show lined up for you. It's Casual Friday. Aloha with Medium Nancy Matts. And uh, it's going to be an interesting show about attachments and what can be done about them. Anyhow, if you're watching from Facebook, please, please follow. Um, if you're watching from Twitch, Please hit that follow button. And if you're on YouTube, there's a little ghost down in the bottom right-hand corner. Click on that. And uh, <clears throat> click on that, and it will keep you in touch with current videos that are coming out. If you look on that page, there's over 250 videos sitting over there. Lots of topics, lots of things that, that might interest you. So don't, don't be shy and check them out, okay? Now, again, my name is Charlotte. I'll be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts paranormal investigation team based out of Sacramento, California. We are 35 strong, maybe 45, up and down the state of California, which means we are in almost every county. So if you have a problem that you think might be might be paranormal, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us at CaliforniaHaunts.org, CaliforniaHauntsRadio.com, or California Haunts, like I said, California Haunts on Facebook. My profile is public. Uh, California Haunts goes to the event as well. And... Uh, We'll get out there and help you. That's what we like to do. We like to help and inform. And that's what these Fridays are about, too. Just like with the topic we have tonight, it's about helping people and informing people about these different things that, that can happen. And sometimes, you know, we don't realize we have attachments. I want to thank my fan in Paris, Paris, France. We got a donation yesterday from Paris, France. So I want to thank my listener out there. Thank you so much. You're the first donation from overseas. Major stuff. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I really appreciate it. And thank you for listening. See, we have a lot of people listening to us all over the world. Kind of cool to know. Anyhow, to get this thing started today, I've run into cases myself. Uh, well, my team has run into cases. Seems more like myself. My team has run into cases where we, where the client does have an attachment on. Does have an attachment. And sometimes they don't realize it, you know. There's different things to look for. With an attachment but the thing is if you're a good group you have paperwork you, you have things that you you fill out i hate accords you have things that you fill out uh, with us we have 101 questionnaire so we go over everything we ask them about what what medical stuff they're you know, going through what kind of medication they're taking things like that because we, we want to trace it down you know it could be some drug that's making them kind of hallucinate or some drug that might open their minds to stuff too where where they seem, you know, they're more sensitive to seeing stuff and feeling stuff. But as a paranormal group, that's your job is to go through and do that. Right? And we'll talk about that some more with Nancy. You know, you're dealing with people's mental state when you're out there. And that's what you have to keep in mind is it's not all fun and games like on TV. You're dealing with people's mental states when you're out there. So you have to really go through with a fine-tooth comb and try and figure out what's going on with somebody. 
then you can diagnose, just like a doctor. On my staff, I have nurses. I have psychologists on my staff. I have one police officer that's a former um, hostage negotiator on my staff. So I have people on my staff that, that, that can do this stuff. You know, some teams aren't as uh, equipped. But I'm not saying my team's the best in any way. I'm just saying we're more equipped than a lot of teams out there. And we also have a psychic staff that can help. I mean, you know, we, we have several people on staff that know how to take care of these things. These types of things like attachments. Anyway, let me bring Nancy on and uh, we'll get into this a little bit. Okay. Hi, everyone. I got my, my kitty here. <laughs> this is one of two. This is Bud. He's joining me tonight. Boo, boo, boo. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, it, that one's a little autistic. And uh, I'm surprised I was able to pick him up without him jumping. I might get scratch me the dickens. I, this is an interesting topic. Um, <laughs> no, I don't always say interesting on every topic, but I really do. <laughs> and I don't make light of this. I am absolutely dumbfounded the number of ways that we can have attachments. And I'm dumbfounded the number of times someone can have an attachment in their life. I can have a chat. I, I did have an attachment. Somehow I got rid of it. Um, I've had health issues off and on. Uh, people in this business, ooh, I protect myself. I'm very faithful, but I got an attachment. I'm collaborating with Roth, Karen Rothstein. She has an office in Roseville. She's a hypnotherapist. And over the last 12 years, <laughs> Nancy, what's going on with this person? Got an attachment. And I'll give some so much detail what that person is she's recognized the client knows what i'm talking about from attached an animal to an alien uh to people that they associate with or i mean it's just like oh my gosh is this real it's like the first time i had a, a approached the idea that maybe there was reincarnation I come from a background I didn't believe in that. And you go, oh my gosh, you mean reincarnation is real? Oh my gosh, you mean the attachments are real? Oh, fudge. <laughs> now what do we do about it? <laughs> and uh, I way years ago, I've had um, clients come in, split personalities, um, issues, issues. And at the years I was at the Spirit of Grace, uh, Spirit of Grace is a, Universal Christ of the Master Church and their spiritualist church. And uh, we would talk about everything but reincarnation. We'd talk about everything but spirit attachment because they had um, a theology of a certain branch of spiritualism. The branch that I got my ministry out of February 1992, uh, she was very open. And at the time she said, oh, I do believe in aliens. And I went, oh, fudge, you know, like this is the woman I want. But she also believed in ghosts and reincarnation. I went, oh, that's a new topic. I liked her. And I studied hard for two years. Uh, Reverend, um, Dr. Reverend Judy Fisher out of Florida. And uh, she's passed away some years now. But in all of that and all this anguish of trying to figure out what was wrong with me, the gift, the seeing the dead people everywhere, Sometimes I see a dead person with a live person. I go, oh, that's different. <laughs> Maybe hanging on a person or hanging over their shoulders and or um, 
a grandmother mother be hang on to the son or male child on the hold it on the shoulder strip feet in the air down in his face and his ear whispering i go that's a strange attachment he's being haunted by a woman telling him how to be you know men have a hard enough time with bossy women <laughs> as well as women with bossy men they don't need a dead person so sometimes we are out of character and you want oh do i have an attachment well that's a big reach i don't want to say that um disclaimer we are entertaining tonight i'm going to tell stories if you are that story call me back i'd love to know how you're doing now the other side of it is don't call me write me a note um i've had people after these shows say oh she gave a free show she'll answer a free question i don't have enough life in me to spend all the time if i won the lotto tonight everybody yeah i'd work for free <laughs> I can't, I just can't. I, I'm an older woman now, so I have no, I don't have enough breath in problem me. Is, the problem is, if she won the lottery tonight, you'd have to find us. Okay. If we're hitting the road, we're going to buy a big motor home, and we are going to hit the road and be on the road with all this. So you guys and, have to. And the husband can take care of the cats. And hope to God we have internet wherever we're at. Yeah. 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 So I, I want to be clear that this is a tough topic. Not many times can I be laughing about a topic or have fun on Star show. Most of the time, I'm pretty um, peaceful, quiet. Um, I get so riled up because I can't believe this is all real. Ah! But I don't want you to call me. I don't want you to write me a note in my have an attachment. And, and this is true. When I'm in the process of reading, if I feel something, I will carefully word it in such a way to find out what's going on. I have an ability... Like this is, this is no magic. Anybody I was born this way. I gave into it. I realized it after cancer, after divorce, I was wanting to know, is this all there is? And somehow the universe got me going in a direction to discover what was wrong with me. And I love it every day. I love this confusing as a Dickens. Yes. <laughs> Frightening. Yes. Um, after 32 years, people call me up and never want me to be, make a mistake. Listen to that pressure. Never wound another person's soul. Ever, ever, ever. So you cannot lie. You cannot stretch the tooth. If you get somebody and you're like, oh my God, you got an attachment. You got all these demons and things in your house. I'm going to take care of $1,000. Turn them into somebody, please. Yes. Real people like me want you healthy. So in the course of a reading, yes, I have found, unfortunately, more than I can describe over the years. I also find past lives that are pertinent as with Char when we did past life regression. In the moment, that life is important. So everybody doesn't know my life. I'm talking quick because we have an hour to two hours and I can talk warm up after an hour. You know that, right? Well, this week, we are... Real quick, real quick. What? You, know, you brought up a good topic in that. I, I did a little looking around this, this afternoon on, on the internet and there are so many of these so-called healers that are out there charging anywhere from $1,500 on up to up. remove an attachment. And we hear stories, 100,000, 200,000, I go, holy tomatoes. Mm -hmm. They really trapped that person. Yeah. Right? It's not right. It's terrible. I'm, I'm, it gives us who are legitimate a frightening feeling that they're going to discredit us. And I try so hard to be right. After 32 years, I have a lot of returning clients. Amazing. I'm doing something right, everybody. I would be out of business. And it's not easy. This is not easy. You have to remember. Right. Okay. Huh? 
the thing you have to remember with psychics, Nancy does charge for her services, but it takes a toll on their body. It takes yep. a toll on them. Like we talked about in past shows, ghosts want these 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 entities, these these energies, these ghosts. They don't feel stuff anymore, like they used to. So yeah, what they, they want to touch is kind of like remember if you guys remember the movie Poltergeist. Why were they after Carol Ann? Because they wanted to feel Carol Ann's energy, and that's what happens in this case. Yep. So when Nancy's in contact with somebody, if I'm in contact with somebody, it just sucks it right out of you. It does. So it's tiring. Yeah. Very tiring. If you want to get in this business, oh my gosh, I'm really good at business. <laughs> um, yeah, I did it when I was manager of a telephone company. I did a lot of marketing, soft sales. Anybody in telephone company business, you heard the word soft sale, you go, oh, I did a lot of union grievances and layoffs. How fun was that, right? I learned how to talk to people. So this is perfect. God didn't make a mistake with me. But anyway, I want to get back to the topic because this is yeah, really, right. really important. So Karen Rossi and I discovered multitude of ways that we have attachment. There's multiple reasons why you have that attachment. There's multiple reasons why you are in a space in your life today that you weren't last week that makes that possible. You could even just be in the wrong location at the wrong time. Shar introduced me to Poor Orange Paranormal with George Lopez. 19, 2011, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if she was on the show, but she was the, she introduced me to George and they were investigating a town, mid center Florida, the East Quadrant, lower East Quadrant. And it was an older, older, and there had been a murder. And I described the house. It was lay the layout of the house where the body was and where the man put the knife. And there was quite a bit of story there. And he, he kind of, what are you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess they call it remote viewing also. But I've just put my mind to anybody's talking to me. doesn't matter where you are. Because Shar did this one night. We got 15 people calling in and they said, who's next to me? And I was describing all these dead people. And I tell people, if I put my mind to your voice, I'm in your room. I can, wherever you're sitting or standing or in the car, don't call me when you're in the car driving. That just drives me nuts. Um, all I do is move my mind out of you and look and see who's next to you. And I tell people, I love living on the edge of being, have to be right all the time. It's kind of invigorating. I tell people, you either have somebody there or you don't. And if I can see it, I'm going to describe him. And I guess I was right 99% of the time. I don't know if I was wrong. No one said anything. But the descriptions were phenomenal. Well, I can do that with a ghost investigation. I can do that with your reading. If you want to talk with me. It's fun, exciting. I never saw anybody attach all those 15 people that night. But we did have a private group. Guess what? One was attached to her then. And so we have to look at every day, keeping yourself clean. I have to share that I had cancer and I had two or three other really devastating illnesses. Should have died. And I tell people God doesn't want me yet. I'm just cranking along. I'm in seventies now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I want to keep going. I have a lot to write, but it's exhausting. I do want to tell you, if you want to get into this business, I am an athlete. I was a runner and a horse this uh, all my life. I have gym equipment, this house full of it. I have to keep my motor up to be able to put out there to see who I need to see or to enter your time. So the people who want to be me, I know there's two at least tonight. In some ways, 
you need to figure out how not to completely get drained. And with that, I still got ill. Um, too long a story tonight. I don't want to go into that because we're talking about attachments. I think one of the biggest surprises is we're not aware when we are deficient, weak, willing. I'm going to talk about willing or needy to allow attachment. Most attachments are needy spirits, unfulfilled spirits, not quite a ghost. A ghost is not necessarily always a conscious being. They And I've seen spirits become a ghost. Ooh, yeah, wow, wow. Just terrible, terrible. And they become uh, sullen and gray and green and and I try to release them when I find them. Sometimes they don't listen to me. So I, backing up, I have a lot to say. Please bear with me here. When I talk about a spirit attachment, I'm not necessarily addressing a ghost attachment, but ghost attachments do work, do happen if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. So one of George Lopez's Port Orange Paranormal, he's now Sunday Night Dead, I think. Anyway, um, he went, invited me to, to be part of another investigation of a building in that same town. So they had like three men go through a, a building and they had, um, I think it was George and then another commentator. And I was kind of hooked up to that second gentleman. And I put my mind to the investigation. It was a two-story building and these three men were going through the house. And I, went, I looked at one and Looked again, it was a big guy, uh, robust, um, not weak, not tired. That that I could tell. But he had this big glob on him. I went, <laughs> I said, what is that? My mind, I'm about like, how loud do I shout? <laughs> or what do I say? Because they, he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And I told this guy, I was a commentator. I says, ooh, he has an attachment on his chest was on his right side and so the guy says hey greg or whatever his name was how are you feeling you know i just really don't feel good you know there's something going on and he was bending over you know, doing this and that i go oh i'm just gonna take care of this so the other thing i can do which is a little scary is when i enter pardon me when you want a reading from me entrance to time is at the base of your neck time but when I want to reach to you to do this, I release the energy from my upper chest shoulders to you. And people, I've done this in Carmen. So I have I have a son in Arizona. Don't get to see him very often. Poor kid has inherited all this Indian blood. And so he, most Indians, you know, have body hair and he's got a little couple, he's almost 50. He's got little whiskers here and there, right? And I can reach you watch my eyes. I did it right. I went right to him. He's, he's got typical Indian um, olive complexion, get the little whiskers and he doesn't have to shave every day. Thanks mom. Right. But I can taste him. I can feel him. I can put my face next to his. I can touch him. I can do that to you too. I don't have to just enter time. People say, Oh, I feel you on my neck, my shoulders. So what I did was, and everybody can do this. You know, you get your hands, you rub them together and you pull them out and you try to feel your life force, like boom, boom, boom. Grab some of that and push it towards somebody and boom, 
that I hope I don't scare somebody like this. So this fellow was standing there and I went, I'm going to take care of this sucker. He's got to be gone. <laughs> I reached him and I pushed him right through his body out the other side. And doing that, I gave this guy a little piece of me. Like that's what makes us tired. He stood up straight, you know, and he, he, you could hear him inhale. So the fellow was attached to, and if you guys hear this again, I want these fellows to call me back. Everything I say is true because I name a name of, of situations, you know, and I love to hear from people that I've talked to and about. So let me know. Anyway, the commentator said, well, how do you feel? And, uh, Nancy helped you out a little bit here. He says, oh, something went just through my chest and out my back and all of a sudden I can breathe well. You don't always have to talk to a spirit or ghost attachment. You just deal with it. <laughs> and I did. You know why? Because that was an unconscious spirit who's turned into a ghost. You cannot reason with them. So you do a ghost investigation. Or you go to your friend's house who say, we got a spirit here. <gasps> oh, good. Right? Let's go. Well, I've told Char and people on this show, we're living with one. This house is 35 years old. <clears throat> so the first owner decided to stay. He had been the first manager of this complex. And uh, <laughs> all right, we got one. I'm not scared. You know why? Because he's enjoying his life. He is a conscious spirit living his heaven. This is a really big one. It's almost 2,000 square foot. And it was a manager's, um, we're in a senior area. So this is a senior house in this whole big complex. And so he was in charge. Why should he leave? He loved it. Uh, he's quite big. Um, and Larry kind of gets to serve once. I says he's heavy footed. My husband's not heavy footed. <laughs> he, this guy is. Anyway, I've told this story once before. If you want to listen, you can go back to another show. But anyway, so an unconscious ghost, you have to deal with that way sometimes. You try to talk to him. Uh-uh. No, no, no. Will they wake up? Absolutely. Absolutely. But it takes time. It takes time. And sometimes uh, I know a lot of people use um, smoke and fragrances. Use garlic bread. Use really spicy food or maybe um, hash browns. What, what do you like when you go camping? Cook that up, honey. Because ghosts can smell or your aroma, smelling the aroma, triggers their memory. You have to wake them up with something they identify with. So think of that. So I do ghost investigations in person, quite a few here in Arizona, when I was in Arizona. So I was there for eight years and I did a few. And I have a couple, three words I use. Go with intense curiosity. Is it possible that you will be proven of life after death? <gasps> the curiosity evolved. You're not convinced like I am. You need to go on investigation because you'll have all kinds of sensory triggers happening. And the spirit that's there, they're lonely, they're afraid. You want to go with a sense of curiosity because it heightens your, your, our biggest organ of body is our skin. So what's re what reacts first when you're in a presence of a spirit of any kind or a ghost is our skin. So you, I, when I did uh, six years of cemetery tours, uh, summer and winter, six years, five to six per year, depending on how bad the weather was, right? And Charlotte, that little brat, I saw her there for the first time in 96, <laughs> little snotty walking around like she knows everything boy did i set her straight <laughs> right. so anyway um i got off track and then i 
I get lost. Anyway, there's investigation. You go on with curiosity and then you sense something and your skin prickles or you walk into cold or it it's windy and it's not. Something brushes past you. Something goes through you. You go, woo woo. <laughs> your curiosity. Oh my gosh. Did you get a good feeling, a bad feeling? They're not always happy. They're, ling they're lingering because they're not quite satisfied. They usually have a spirit family member kind of following around like, are you ready yet? <laughs> and they're searching. So you go in with sympathy. When you said, oh, what's happening here? You want to know. You want that spirit to give you a sense of what's wrong because they're still here. A lot of sympathy. Curiosity, sympathy, and then compassion. If you have any sense of why that, if you, most people can pick up when some of the family's mad at them, right? Are they angry? Or are they in rejected love and then they died? Try to feel that in passion or the feeling where they murdered and they're searching for their murderer. You got to find that. If it's a murder, it's going to be hard because you say, honey, it's been a long time. The murderer is now gone too. Passion, sympathy, roll it together and get into them. And you've got to do that. Now you have to figure out why is that person in that family or that person they've attached to? Is it because they're unhappy in their love life? Was someone in their family murdered? Would they lose business? They lose money, they lost hope. So if you're not always, and I really love this. So I'm in a little good mood here, you know, um, I did eat dinner and I had a little bit of caffeine, but all this is me because I'm just fat, just every day. Can you imagine 32 years? I get excited like this, uh, really, because it's real. And that's really hard to understand that we not only survive, but there's also people who can't survive after death and they become lost, lost souls. How would you talk to a friend or family member? You said, someone said, oh, they're lost. They're frightened. They're scared. They lost their husband, wife, husband or wife. They lost their business. What would you say to that person? Say it to a spirit person. If you have a sense of them around, pour it out to them. You can't give them a hug, but you can hug it with a word. I've done more of that than not. And uh, just trying to remember another one. And really quick, I get ugh, brains full of them. Um, Italian, um, Hispanic family. I lost mom in the bedroom. Mom didn't want to leave. Nope, nope. She, all the family's there. Uh, go on and on and on. Trouble was, she was kind of messing with the family. You know, everybody was feeling her all the time. I had to go in there, explain that they would be okay. It was her turn to be alive. She'd been sick, I guess, or something like I'm trying to remember all the details. It was um, west part of Tucson, I think. And um, trying to think of the fellow who took me there. He's in the industry, uh, movie industry, does documentaries and stuff. But anyway, um, and there had been in the bedroom on the wall, an open portal. And I guess she'd been floating around the house for months. And that woman was there waiting, looking through the portal, like, going, well, is she ready yet? You know, she's done walking around, scaring everybody after death. What was wrong with her? She wasn't felt needed. She wanted to be wanted. She didn't want to be out of their life. So she was hovering them, scaring them. You got to be sympathetic. I said, wake up, honey. You don't have to be here. 
they're going to be fine without you. Look at look at how much you've helped them already. I just gave her words and words and words. So this person, this woman came through the wall and she was calling her. I go, you're being called. you got family that wants to see you now somewhere else. Go there. And she went. It was amazing. You know, so I drew a picture of the house before I went in and the fella. I'm going to get this wrong. Can't remember his name was Levi, L-E-V-Y, the guy that got me there. Um, I drew a picture of the house and I drew a picture where I found the ghost. So we walked in the front door. They say, um, so where are we going? They go right there. I go like I make it up. Right. So we went right into the room. I saw the ghost and drew a picture before I went into the house because your mind is so powerful. You can feel human beings, but you also feel even better a spirit energy force because it's not always smooth and it's not always beautiful. It's in disarray sometimes. So my husband um, moved down here a couple of years ago to Oroville. And I, it's three years I tried, I, it's a long story. I live on top of a mountain. So we sold it moving down here. So my husband was driving me around town and I want to find the movie house. Two cemeteries on the way. I don't want to look. <laughs> I don't want to look. So in one cemetery, it was three people standing right next to the, right before so i could see him and there was two on the other one i go oh my god don't drive around these cemeteries anymore i just don't want to know there's someone still there these are the cemeteries where the stones were huge early turn of the century or even earlier and there's still people floating around in there are you kidding me Ugh. and then you have to be careful if you're doing a ghost investigation char and i talked to i think it was you, char I did a ghost investigation on air with another group and it was block talk radio also. And if you can talk to spirit people like I'm doing with you talking about my experiences, Oh, doing it on the, you know, like the rescue of that push that goes through that one man, I can do investigation anywhere. I've done tons and tons of them. Sure. I don't know how many I did with her and <clears throat> doesn't matter. Your mind is so powerful and I've done this so long. I was born this way. Click, click, I'm there. And he told me, he says, we're going to do investigation. You just start telling us what you're seeing, like I did with Char. You know, sometimes I kind of rolled her head around, right? How do you know this, Nancy? I went upstairs, I went to the left, and there was that rocking chair, and it was rocking because there was an old man sitting there. You know, I told the old man was there, and I said, he's there rocking the chair now. And she went up there, and God damn it, Nancy, that rocking chair was rocking back and forth. <laughs> Where was that, honey? Where was that one? The Hotel Leger, I think. Where? Either the Hotel Leger or St. George. It might have been St. George. St. I, George just, Hotel. I don't remember. So I was just kind of thinking, I don't that even know what that was. That was that was a lot of fun. That was. Yeah. And uh, 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 Bridget Harrison on the East Coast, She, we did some with her. I think it was George's group also. So there's a lot of them I've done. And sometimes I it all kind of blends together. And I apologize to all my clients. Oh, we, we talked two months ago. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. I don't remember. you. <laughs> so anyway, so this guy wanted to do this investigation of this big hotel. And he says, I know you. I go, Oh yeah. I'm, I'm so thrilled that you want me to help you with this investigation. I'm, I just love this. Nancy, don't do a rescue. Um, sorry. You know, I mean, why? Can't I just pull that guy out of there? You know, if he's conscious, I can talk to him. He says, the owner of the hotel does not want you to move their spirits. You know why? Because that's his business. 
oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. And I have to be considerate. And I think, Shar, you came up against that too. Didn't you? Or we're told to leave it alone? There's a lot of places like that, yeah. I never heard that. And I was just talking to a gal named Adrian. She's out of San Jose, does the psychic events and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, 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 yeah. The big event in October, everybody. Maybe I'll be able to go. She asked me for October and I went, oh my gosh, I can't. I'm just moved into this house. You know, just, I can't even think through September, let alone October. You know, it's just too far away from anything. So I may be involved, um, maybe a, a Zoom something or other. I don't know. It might be re really fun. I love doing this kind of thing. Anyway, we were talking about, <laughs> we're talking about um, people who don't want you to remove the spirits. We were just talking about that. And she said, if you don't tell them, just do it. And I go, oh, you know, I'm so honest. I cannot tell. That's Joe. I cannot not. Yeah, they're twins, but one they they don't look alike. Anyway, um, Joe was very loud. I think there's a little Siamese in that ancestry there. Anyway, I ghost too. Huh? See ghost too. Yes. Yes. Um, I was really taken back because there are people that for the good of the spirit, not to be trapped, a slave. Ooh. So if you're listening to me in your own hotel and there are ghosts there, you, you're enslaving the spirits that are staying there. A ghost is different. Ghosts won't even hear you. Won't hear me. Mm -hmm. um, I can't drag them out of the building and send them away because they'll stay wherever I drop them. You know, they could be in the middle of the street. And we've seen, I've seen that. Um, up there uh, at Hornbrook, um, I was going into Montague and you know how you catch something? Cause I'm, I'm not always turned on, but it was so blatantly big. It was a, a farmer type person, old, old feeling to it. I just saw him from the rib cage down and sometimes his arm would swing and went across the street and I went, oops, <laughs> why is that guy still there? Is that his heaven? Maybe he sees it that way. I cannot take people out of their heaven. And I have many stories where people have stayed with their cars, uh, gentlemen, stay with their vehicles because it was important or they're miners and they want to stay with the gold. I mean, it's just like any story where you have a heaven, it could be here, another planet, another time. Mm -hmm. And I've had those experiences too, where people said, had to pass like flash of something somewhere else. I'm trying to think of what, but mostly spirit people tell me they're, interstate highways between this planet so our solar system within our universe or going to another solar system within that you know they're just the can you imagine how big this the sky is and it's full of spirit people taking trips <laughs> like please oh sharp what's being said there i'm just looking i hope you people are having fun well, i'm blind as a bat doing this stuff what's that <laughs> You can tell when I'm looking because I'm blind as a bat. I know. I can see you just straining your eyes, honey. <laughs> In fact, I my eyes, all of a sudden, I think it's the heat. I went to get my glasses. By the way, anybody knows glasses that don't shine like this because of the light? I would love to find a pair of glasses that I could wear to see the screen a little better. So any good ideas? Um, I know she's reading, but I 
I think we better keep on talking. Yeah, keep going. I'm just thinking this. <laughs> keep on talking. Oh, shoot. Let's let me try to get back on track. Uh, <clears throat> uh, spirit people, when they first pass over, if they're going to become a stuck spirit person or desperate, needy, um, want to finish out what they couldn't finish, all that kind of thing. So I tell my people, and I'm going to write a book. Don't know it'll be in collaboration with Karen Rossing, but we need to talk about all the cases we've done together over 12 years. Uh, so, and we only clocked and documented 35 cases. And every one of them is different. It's just awestruck. Um, I want to write a book or put something together on how not to become a ghost. Right? Okay, I don't want to rescue you. So, so make sure that you don't become a ghost. And one of the things that do is after I had cancer and I went through a divorce, I really didn't know who I was. In those years, listen to me say that. So I got married in 67. All right. That was a totally different era. And um, I had to wear a skirt and high heels for, for years with the telephone company when I worked a night shift. I didn't get a credit card until the early 70s. And my husband had a sign for it. Right. So we were on a, we we're athletes. We had a garden. We we're raising kids, um, really busy uh, professional lives and um, busy, busy, busy. And the cancer woke me up, woke me up. And I got divorced. And then a year and a half later, on my birthday, April 30th, 1990. Yes, 1990. Um, Doc said, well, I think you're going to live. Coincidentally, it was my birthday. And I started this investigation of why bad things happen to good people or what's mm -hmm. the purpose of life. Is this all there is Peggy Lee's favorite, my favorite song at all times. I will get my own radio uh, video started here pretty soon, but I want to do some kind of get my name out there again. After all these years, you know, people I'm still working, but let's get my name out before I do all this. Anyway, what, who are you as a person? Mm -hmm. I don't want you to call me up 70, 80 years old and go, geez, I think I should have done more with my life. We need to reevaluate every year, every day, every week, every month. Are you happy today? I tell my kids that all the time. And they are because they pursue happiness. Doesn't mean you're belligerent with everybody. Doesn't mean that you, you don't have a job and pay your bills. Because we can. We can have a job. We pay our bills. But do you incorporate being nice to people? You incorporate spirituality. Whatever yours is, it doesn't mean you have to go to church. It means that you have a belief system that there's more than what we see every day. That this is a meat jacket I'm using until I don't need it anymore because I'll be done. Think of it that way. You're not just your flesh. It's how it works up here. And I'm not, just because I'm a reverend doesn't mean, you know, I'm going to preach to you. The value of who you are is important. Um. So think that through it. If you have a bucket list, create one. Work on the one you have. If you and um, endless, endless. I could. That could be another show. Maybe it should be our next week. How not become well, a ghost? When we talk about attachment, why they happen. One of the golden rules of ghost hunting is if you're not feeling well. Yes, we're. I was going to get there. Mm -hmm. if, if you had a fight with your husband or anything like that, anything that's distracting to you, you shouldn't uh -huh. go, because that's. Some of these, some <laughs> yeah. of these, some of these, these, these ghosts or, or whatever they are that attach to you, that's what they're looking for. They're looking for that negative energy. And An entry point, a break in this, a crack in the system. A crack yeah. in the system. 
and they're yeah. gonna, that's that's when they're going to attach to you. So you have to be really careful as far as for what, what I do, uh, you know. Yeah. Your disposition going out, even at home. I mean, when you're at home and you're going through a bad time, maybe there's a death in the family. Maybe there's you know maybe you've got resentment about something. You know you're not getting along with people in your family. They're just looking for anything. Okay, and remember. Ghosts just aren't like at the cemetery, guys. They're everywhere. They're they're in your house. Or you just don't feel they them. float around the house, house sometimes. Yeah, I mean, so spirits not just ghosts. You know, ghosts kind of wander because yeah. they're not really as conscious, and they they go through everything until they bump into somebody. Oh, this feels good. Right. Right. And if they and if you are now, pardon me. If you have a drinking issue or you drank a lot one time, you're going to feel different to that person who did drink at one time, got sick and died because of it. They're going to want you to do it so they can remember and feel good about themselves. A smoker, anything. It could be any kind of happen. Now, wait a minute. I'm not. A <laughs> no, I don't smoke. And I rarely have a drink. I'm not Miss Pukes. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. But I've had my own life issues. Right. Right. And, and go ahead, you know, honey. Somebody that had a troubled life and maybe you have a great life. And they want to hook onto that because because they want to feel what it's like to live a great life when they didn't have a great life before. They want the thickness of the body, the feel of yeah. of energy, the feel of eating. Yeah. It's almost amazing to me. I want to say five out of ten spirits show me food, coffee, yeah. sourdough bread, pizza, things that have a pizza. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Right? I want some pizza. I miss pizza. Well, okay. <laughs> I love it too. You know, if I want to have a the food I used to eat before I got ill in my youth, 30s, you know, I think back and go, oh my gosh, maybe pizza more than, and roast beef with lots of fatty things. I had to run a lot just to keep off that. But anyway, so then you'd say, well, what's a purpose if everything I'm doing can bring a ghost to me? Remember, I said, make sure you know who you are. I, every time I talk to a client, I feel appropriate. I say, I want you to do some homework for me. Ooh, homework. What are you telling me? I have to. I want you to write down who you are as a person. Hard to do. Your wants, your likes, your dislikes, your prejudices, your joy, your, and find out what needs to be worked on a little more. Laurel and Hardy movies are great for bringing up your vibration. Lucille Ball, my generation, not Laurel and Hardy, but uh, Lucille Ball, just things that make you happy. Um, my husband was watching uh, Johnny Carson reruns. I watched a little bit. I thought, oh my gosh, some of these movie peoples, I don't recognize. They were like 20 years old and funny. Oh my gosh, we don't have enough funny in my life. I, I talk to people, 9% of them are desperate, desperate feelings, desperate places in their life. And I have to bring that back and say, there's more to life than what you're going through. What you can only take one breath at a time, one step at a time, and you just keep moving forward. Tell me about it. I just packed a house and moved it down here on my own. You know, it's like movers, I was ready for them. Um, and so there's no, I'm going to try to word it way. Enjoy the process of being stressed because only through strife and stress do you grow as a human being. You know, people who never, I had most wealthy clients and this young man came to me. I'll never forget this wealthy Sacramento family. 
he became a lawyer and he was young in his thirties. And this was um, Black Eagle Drive. So if you're watching this, let me know. Cause I did say this to him. Uh, he come to me and he had no purpose. He went to school because it, you know, that was what he was supposed to do. And he needed to be impassionate. And it was hard. All of a sudden I had this vision. I want, I want to jump out of an airplane. <laughs> he said to me, can I use a parachute? <laughs> I went, of course. And he said, why? I said, because you're not alive. You got to become alive. Another little girl is entertaining a group of um, people in Sacramento. And I looked at this girl in the round and, you know, you got to be prepared for me. I mean, I'm going to boom. I looked at her and I says, I want you to get in the car and I want you to drive until you get lost. And I want it for days. How about routes, route 66? Guess what our biggest fear in the whole world is? Getting lost in a car. I said, you do that. You become more alive. You become alive. You're dead inside. <laughs> Guess what she did? Next time you entertain, I don't know if she called me, but I went entertain again. She went on Route 66, leaving California into Arizona, New Mexico, that direction. All the highlights were that TV show, Route 66, with the two friends taking a car going across country. She did that empowerment. Oh my God. You just like, I did that. And I, I purposely picked a man and a woman because we all go through that. I picked a direction for my life. I hear I had stage three plus I was going to die if I hadn't had that surgery and I got divorced and my kids said, Oh mom, you know, you need that. Oh no, I didn't. <laughs> and then I realized now I still don't know why I'm here. I left a great job. I was manager 24 years to become a professional psychic medium. Nobody can make that kind of leap. If I can do it, you can do it. If you're passionate about what you are, who you are, when you have that passion in your life and you're happy, not everybody's happy. I have bad dates too. I'm a human being. Thank God. You cannot have a ghost attachment because you're purposeful right. and you're happy. Right. If awesome. you're Take care of your health. I've had, <laughs> I've had COVID twice. I've had all the shots. And then I had something just a month ago. And I go, all the symptoms are now describing as a new variant. And here I had all these shots. I've had COVID twice. What am I catching that for? It's like, please. So we do have illnesses. But be positive and breathe. Um, I gave up my house on the mountain to be with my husband. He was living down here for medical. And we're at an age where we should be together. You know why? Because I want to be happy. I want to be with somebody here, you know. And if you saw the house up there with the view of Mount Shasta and the deer and the antelope play, only tamales. It's something, it's something up there, yeah. Tell and me. That, that and most of you seen the house. I sent pictures out. Yeah. It's not the one on Google. That one is 2012. And we bought the house in 13 and took that house out and put a brand new one five years ago, four years. And it was, I gave it up. You know why? I wasn't happy out there. My husband's down here and he was never going to be able to go back because medical's here. So to me, it's more important to solidify the relationship and not have any doubts. Don't have any regrets. Don't have, wonder if I should have been there. Don't do that to your life. Um, we didn't know it would be permanent and it is. So I'm here.
And that's really important. What did I say? Why did I say that? Evaluate your life. Don't leave your husband because I'm saying that. Don't leave your wife because you would think you're missing out. Do the journey together. Figure it out. Having Finding a partner in life is one of the biggest challenges we have. But sometimes we're going with it with our sunglasses over our eyes. Figure out who you are as a person and what's, what do you want to share of you with somebody else. Then you'll find the right one. I wanted yeah. friendship. I wanted somebody that we hold, we go places and we window shop and hold hands and eat, go out and eat and just be company to each other. You can't get better than that. He doesn't yell. He doesn't fight. He just enjoys life. You know, we just live and you can't get better than that. Find a partner. If you're not happy, then make it happen. And you won't become a ghost. You won't become a lost spirit. You won't become a spirit that will end up as a ghost. That's really scary. I went to a rail station. I remember picking up my mother one time. And oh my gosh, that was scary there. All these spirits and ghosts. And wow, wow. The Sacramento went, where are these people going? Spirits want to go somewhere too. They're not always stuck, but they're always, they're in motion. We don't know of those spirits that I saw, which one was becoming a ghost. That's the one you don't want to bump into. <laughs> well, the other thing too, everybody goes through low spots in their life. Yeah. Like Nancy says, that's what makes us who we are. Yeah. But you can control the emotion coming out of those low spots. You know, it's like living by the mountain. We, uh, I, I lived up by the mountain. Vacation. Say one more time, honey. My family had a house up by the mountain. Montague, right. Loved it. Loved it. Loved to look, sit out there and look at the mountain and meditate. I think that's where I first started to meditate was up there. Mm -hmm. I mean, how can you not? You know, you're looking at the majestic mountain. But you know what? If you live in an apartment and you want to, you, you, you want to keep your mind straight, say you're going through a hard time, get yourself some plants. Get yourself some plants and then get on Amazon and get yourself some solar fairy lights. Light up those plants, right? You know, make it real magical for yourself. Then go outside, put your chair out there, and get out there and, and just, you know, and, you know, if you have trouble meditating, that's fine. But just go out there and zone yourself in. Just sit out there and, and look at your plants and imagine mm -hmm. imagine you're at the beach. Imagine you're somewhere. Just to let your mind clear. That's what people need. People go to a place happy. where you can be happy. Yeah. Yeah. They get stuck in a rut and they don't come out of the rut. I got a backyard. A lot of people don't have that. But I mean, why do I have a backyard? The Hawaiian shirt. Aloha. I can play ukulele now, so the neighbors are gonna go nuts. But I'm sorry. You know, have a place to go to to sit out and just be you for a while. That's all you need. 10 15 minutes. You don't even have to meditate because I know people say, Well, I can't meditate. Well, that's cool. Just some place where you can drink a coffee and just be quiet. Quiet. And just hear the birds and you know and ducks or you know or whatever's around and that'll help you so much it clears your head so much and that helps you keep from getting attachments and if you have an attachment sometimes that'll help as well because they'll knock because them off because the attachment yeah, goes this doesn't feel right this is not what i came here for yeah yeah you know so i'm not here to preach okay i'm not preaching anybody i'm just Me saying, either i'm trying not to i think i don't want people to become stuck. over the years and stuff Man, ghost hunting, talk about getting attachments. You can bring them home so quick. I can tell in my own house when there's a ghost here that's not supposed to be here. Yeah. If I, if I, here, I, know who, I know who they are and what they're doing, how they act. When something acts different, 
I know it's not supposed to be here, and I brought some home with me. And that's when I start that's meditating right. more. Yeah. And I start meditating more, and I start kind of changing my outlook, you know? Just think about things you want to do. Think about things you want to accomplish, you know, with your life. And that helps if, if, if it makes you happy or, or, or if you like to draw even. You know, if it makes you happy to draw, then draw. Little pieces of happiness will knock off anybody that's not supposed to be there because they're looking for a vibration mm -hmm. that's easy for them to attach to. So even if you're happy an hour a day, I love my spa. Yep. I got a spa, brought it down here. <laughs> you know, I don't drink, but I do like, well, cold drinks, anything. I like, you know, teas and sodas and iced coffee. And sometimes you just kind of kick back like a big tub and go, this is heaven. It doesn't matter where you live. I don't know if I like subdivision living because there's cars and stuff. So we're remodeling the backyard and the in the gym we have here at my gym. I have artificial trees and room dividers that are wild and crazy looking. And I go back there and I go, oh, this is fun. Yeah, I'm still working out. It's forever. Because I have joy in knowing that it's I can do this. My Sunday runs when I was married before the cancer divorce was 16 to 18 miles. In an afternoon, just take a run. Just love it. Just love it. Unfortunately, America, um, American River Bike Trail, that's where I used to run. It's not as easy anymore. Where I used to run was uh, Granite Bay to Auburn, and it was called the um, um, Horse Trail. It was just a path between Granite Bay and uh, Auburn. I can't remember now. Auburn Lake Trail, something up in that direction. So it was 13, about 13 miles one way. And I used to sometimes do a loop. And the the year I was going to do um, my first marathon, it was kind of like the first couple of years, December 7th of 87 was my first marathon. I was diagnosed and I had my first surgery in November. Kind of kicked, kicked it, took it away from me. But um, once you get started, the power of that, accomplishing something that you never thought you could, um, jolted me into a place of having a different level of confidence and if i had attachment they wouldn't be able to stay with me but uh um don't want to get too personal life is hard and then we have bad days mm -hmm. if you can get through those bad days by changing your vibration find anything anything that can bring you up mm -hmm. i don't talk about drug and alcohol i'm not doing that peacefulness mindfulness Happy in the moment. Love my day. Love my kids. Love my house. Love my my parents. Just for an hour. No one's perfect. Thank goodness. How boring it would be. By the way, I found another shirt in the closet. I must have. I love this shirt. I had a moment where, oh, I get to wear another Hawaiian thingy. <laughs> and I got so happy. It's like over a shirt. But you wearing them, and I need to find casual Friday. Let's do this. And we're picking a tough topic. And then you could get COVID three, four times like I have. You can have a spirit attachment, ghost attachment all the time. So know who you are because if you change, one of the people that went to Karen and we collaborated and figured out what was going on. It was so evident. She says, I'm changed. I'm not the prayer son I was. Listen to that with your friends. 
in my case, after cancer divorce, then I changed careers. And like I said, my kids were crazy. Mom, don't do this. And then I left security of a good paying every two week job to do this. And then I had to pay for my own medical. I says, I don't know that I'm going to get to live. I don't know that I'm going to satisfy my life unless I leave everything that pinned me down. This economy is kind of tough. But if I made a leap of a good engineering management position to professional psychic, 32 years? Where's your passion? What do you want to do? I know a lot of ladies who got into art midlife and made money, just can. Oh my gosh, we've been an hour. Char, any questions? Anything you want to ask, add? Let's have several other questions. So now we've told you, you know, how to keep things away from you. You know, it could be as simple as like what I went through with, with when my mother was so sick and uh -huh. I was dealing with that and I had feral kittens in my backyard. I mean, I would sit out there for hours in the evenings when my mother was sleeping and watch the, the kittens play. I mean, joy. Yeah, just joy watching these crazy kittens do, do crazy things. But now there's going to be cases where the things won't go away. And that's where people like Nancy come in to help you. People like Nancy and Karen Rothstein come in to help you get them out. Now, Nancy, can you describe for them? And I know it's hard to describe because I mean, and you guys remember, getting these things off. If you know, if you have that strong of an attachment, the only way they're going to come off is you have to have somebody that knows what they're doing. Right. If they're really, if you can't knock it off, mm -hmm. I think that you would feel. I think you're asking how they know. Um, right. How do they yeah. know they can't get rid of this thing? And then what? If they I think call the their fear, okay. what's on me? Why am I changing? Why is my personality changed so drastically? Mm -hmm. um, I'm really careful with that. I Like I said, I make them do homework. Because if you can change your vibration by having something like you, the tiki mm -hmm. garden area in your backyard, I mean, just go out there and listen to whatever old music you have, whatever you put up. Yeah. If they can't come out of the drill drums, uh, I saw a little something the other day. It's a, depression looks like this and it was a bunch of happy people it's all mental honey it's all inside you can do everything you want mm -hmm. out the outside but if you don't trust that inside you need to see a counselor not just me karen rossi deals with this kind of thing there's a lot of people like her hypnotherapists talk it what we're talking about is a root core issue sometimes it happens in childhood say my father got killed when i was six. Oh, what that mean it broke me for life uh, got the hair on my face because it meant abandonment issues. It meant my mother saying, what are we going to do? I have no money. Click. I'm a workaholic because of that. Right. Passion. Yes. Right. But work all the time at this age. I'm still working. I just need retirement for myself. So you got to go back to your root issues and try to figure out what caused you to be who you are today. And sometimes we have issues. We battle it, battle it, battle it. We come up a little bit. My hands up. <laughs> I'm not Italian and Indian, but look at my hands, right? Uh, is if you battle all the time, then you have a root issue and or possibly an attachment that goes back to your childhood. A lot of the damage I talk to people is childhood, uh, late teen, up to late teens, early 20s. Tremendous. Parent issues, moving, divorce, um, a death of a parent. My father was six. My sister was five, but I, I didn't, this is really curious. He was a traveling artist between Las Vegas and Hollywood. He was gone a lot. 
I didn't miss that so much. I missed him because he was gone. I missed him and grieved his death when I had kids that were teenagers. Think of that. Because I realized I didn't have a grandfather for them. For them. And uh, I think that was something I had to deal with. It's like I was adult before I realized the enormity of not growing up with my own biological father. Yeah, big deal. Go ahead, Char. Did I answer the question? So, yeah, yeah. So you know, the other question I have is you talked earlier about how, you know, you'll talk to the spirit that or the ghost that's attached to them. Are there any other ways that, that you do that to, that, 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 other ways or things that you do to remove them? To remove the, I, I show them compassion. Okay. Um, I show them uh, the curiosity, the compassion, and, and tremendous amount of sympathy. Mm -hmm. um, you, I want you to just do me a favor, not you, everybody else. Think of movies that you had a deep reaction to. How about Debbie Moore cradling the body of Patrick Stewart in the movie Ghost? What did that conjure up for you? Now think about him looking at that. You give them that energy back. Or you give it to yourself. You change you how you vibrate. I show a lot of compassion. I'm very, very sincere. Why not? I mean it. They're, they were human beings. And they're, they're here. They're a spirit. They're conscious. They can hear me. They're not a ghost yet. I'm going to talk, honey. And I've done that. I'm very compassionate. I'm so sorry you're stuck. I'm so sorry it didn't work out for you. I'm so sorry that you died riding a bicycle. I'm so sorry that you died after you left your wife and you had a fight. I'm so sorry that'll happen. Oh, you feel like you were beaten to death. I'm so sorry. This woman was beaten and then raped and her sister took her out of her body, but she didn't have an easy time recovering. And I said, this was not fair. And she was an old woman. I said, this is not fair. This is not what older people were supposed to die in our bed. I understand that. I'm so sorry, but you don't need to be here. And it was like my sorry. She felt going to get me crying because this was real. I mean, this was actual case that at some point, if you can't act that way toward living beings, how can you do it with a spirit person? So you got to become more alive. Watch movies that make you move, read a book, have conversations. Oh my gosh, that really happened. How did that make you feel? Nowadays, a lot of books, um, I make reference to movies. I, I haven't watched a lot of movies in the last four years, mm -hmm. just five years, because I live on top of a mountain. <laughs> and, you know, going to Medford from Wairika direction uh, took an hour and a half to scale over Siskiyou Mountain Range. Anybody driven that? No, don't, don't do that. <laughs> <It's> scary. <laughs> oh, foo. <laughs> but I, I, I don't watch a lot of TV, but I do watch movies on TV. I try to make reference. Watch a movie that makes you emotional, makes you, uh, sparks your interest of life, inspirational movies, anything that makes you more alive. And then when you feel that energy on a spirit person or one becoming a ghost, you reflect it back to them and wake them up because they can respond to you, but they're not going to respond and become alert enough. Oh, wait, what am I doing? I shouldn't be here. You're wasting your life. You could be a visiting Neptune or somewhere else, or this one 17 year old boy says, tell, tell my mom to stop bothering me. I'm going to visit the cosmos. And he looked like Superman with the arm up and the one back. 
And from the waist down, he looked like a rocket. But he said to me, tell him, leave me alone. <laughs> and I, I said, I don't want to tell Sue that. Leave him alone. He's on a trip. Huh? Another thing I learned early on from Sabrina, and Nancy earlier talked about certain smells, certain scents oh. that they remember. One thing Sabrina told me to give them was a flower. Visual flower? A visual flower. So they could smell the flower. And I know we do the I don't know how they can smell. They may watch you smell it. So yeah. if you have gardenia and you put up, you go, oh my God, you remember what a gardenia smelled like? Mm -hmm. They cannot smell. They cannot taste. I had one man say to me, tell my daughter to have a cup of coffee for me and I'll sit with her. He can't taste it. But he watched her reaction. I'm sure a spirit person will me. I love that first cup of coffee. And I'm a coffee. I love coffee. There's my diction, everybody. The smell of fresh coffee. Make them remember. Because what you're doing is you're waking them up. Mm -hmm. You make them remember. And I had one guy tell me. I've had a lot of people like French bread. I don't eat French bread. I like it. But it wouldn't be something I would say to somebody. Mm -hmm. So this a couple of people. Homemade French bread. A homemade bread with fresh garlic on it. it uh, duh. You know, it's like, okay, that smells good. And people forget. They want someone to remind them. That's a good idea. You can pretend to love something to make them remember. You mm -hmm. try to get their attention to break them loose mm -hmm. because they're stuck. And they could be a conscious living spirit, but they're engrossed in that loss, that fear, that rejection, that murder that loss that made them commit suicide is there's a trigger that catches them. They can't move forward. It was that movie. I just saw it. I bought it because someone mentioned it to me, the fella, I think he got an award for it. He played the part of a ghost. He just was in the house with a sheet over him. That was his whole movie. So you buy the movie and this guy stand in the room with a sheet with the eyes cut out so he could see around. Anybody watch that? It was called Ghost. Interesting. I don't know about that one. Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm trying to think. He's a brother. The actor is a brother of another fella on news. I can't think of who he is. Someone write it in the chat room. I think, you know, it, it, like two, three years back, he won Academy Award for the role or something. I think he wrote it or directed it or something while he played the part. I'll look that one up. Huh? I'll have to look that up. Well, I have around here somewhere, but in the middle of move, it's it's almost impossible find. Have a question now. Oh, good. Nancy said that I have an attachment, and she wonders if she's gotten rid of it. Please don't say her name. Don't Sorry. do that. Well, everybody sees it in the chat room. Uh-oh. I wouldn't want someone. Um, she is no longer attached squarely inside, but oh, she right. is still part of you. She's watching you as though she wonders. Oh, I, gosh, I run a name. Don't give me a name, anybody. Um, she floats in and out. She's not stuck. She's listening to you. Remember, I said, have a lot of sympathy. Wake her up with your compassion. Just what I've been talking about, you know, because she wanted something. I can't remember what it is now. Uh, right now, she's on your left shoulder back. And she's looking at you as though she's leaning out of your body, looking at your face as though she's just recognized you again. Ooh, ooh, I like that. Say her first name out loud in a quiet room and say, I'm so glad 
you know where you're at, that you're with me. Don't be part of me. Be my friend in spirit. Open up dialogue and invite her for now just to be part of your life, but don't have her attached inside of you. They don't know that they're doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody here, um, transfigurations? Um, I have, um, this happened to me many times. So some spirit steps into me. And the first time it happened was with Cindy Campbell, uh, Southern California, her husband's Bob, they were in the industry. And she had a friend, a Hispanic girlfriend who had lost her husband. So we met at the girlfriend's um, business. I can't, it doesn't matter. I was sitting at a table and they were sitting across from me. All of a sudden they start crying and all this was happening. And I felt stiff. I felt like something was wrong. And I was looking out like this. And evidently the man was heavy, larger man, dark skin. And he was part, he encapsulated me with his energy. And his eyes were just above mine and they were moving back and forth like this. Oh, really? Uh, really? Who can make this up? You know, so I, I was the first time that I was aware that was happening to me. Because mm-hmm. I've had that before where you get like that. Can you imagine having another spirit inside your body? Like, do you feel like something's really wrong? Do you have thoughts that are not yours? Change your attitude, change your energy. See if that moves around. That's almost, ugh. and that happens to us a lot. So make sure you know who you are and you keep that up. No, life's not easy. We got another, I've been telling people for two years, I saw a recession happen. I told people, my own groups, that I saw something affect the skin and it's happened. Sore throat that, I told some of my, anyway, I told somebody uh, the sore throat and all of a sudden we have a new variant with a sore throat. We have stuff. Why in the world are we having all this happen? Kind of makes you wonder, huh? Well, that's a good time for attachments. So we have to be positive that we will survive if we're meant to. We got to go forward. I've been talking a lot lately and I'm tired. So we have uh, more questions. I think we're good. We're good. I think we're good. Did we talk enough about this? By the way, this is a topic that we could take every action thing that we talk about, action or situation, and make another show of it. So, if you want more of what we talked about tonight, send Char a note. Um, my email, um, nancymats.com. Go on there, and I have buttons where you said send an email. If you want something else on her show or give me ideas for shows that I will be doing probably in winter. Um, I'm enjoying this a lot, but it gives me ideas what the public likes when you watch it and respond. You know, give her a thumbs up, subscribe so you can see what else you're going to do. I'm on, I'm on here on Friday night. Yeah, because uh, this is really, really fun for me. I love this. And uh, yes, yeah, it's tiring. Uh, I talked quite a few hours today on top of trying to unpack. <laughs> It's like, please. And look how fired up I am. I want you fired up too. That this is this is real life. We really do survive, whether you believe it, you want to. Doesn't matter. It just is, which is astonishing to think how big the universe is. How many uh, universe uh, solar systems have stars that have planets around it? How many of the living souls are floating around? Well, that's impossible. 
well, what's wrong with Nancy? I can see dead people all the time. What's that about? Mm -hmm. We do survive and this is real and this is nuts. It's like for, for three decades, I've been telling people, our brain is a quantum um, mechanism. It's like the triggers in my mind allow me to see your time and describe your grandparents to you or where they lived as children. Is that I ask you and you let that time be shown to me you can't have all those memories of life and of the past in your brain. Your brain are triggers to those moments in time where I can go. Think about that for a moment. I don't read minds. I cannot. But I can access time when you allow me. Past, present, or future. That's astonishing. Quantum mechanics, quantum physics. Something. Go ahead, Char. Question in the chat room. How can you tell if you have an attachment? I, that's, all, that's all I talked about all night. <laughs> it's almost like, oops, I should have combed my hair differently. Uh, women are so vain, I swear. Um, I'm being serious. I'm being joking and serious at the same time here. How can you tell if you have attachment? People might say, you seem different. Mm -hmm. You think different. You have periods of depression with no logic to it. Mm -hmm. Do you eat differently? Um, Change of heart was written by a woman who had a heart transplant. If you've had a transplant of any kind, she was talking about how she never ate French fries or something and never liked motorcycles. So she inherited, she was lucky enough to get a heart transplant from a teenager, young adult, late teens. He rode a bicycle, motorbike, and he liked McDonald's, I think, and French fries. So every part of our body has memories in it. So she had a change of heart and a change of life. Well, if you're not had a transplant and you're not doing this or that, all of a sudden you'd be like, sushi, sushi. I would, if I all of a sudden like sushi, I'd be thinking I got attachment. I don't particularly like raw food and I'm not eight meter. So if I all of a sudden started eating meat, everybody in my family would go, what's wrong with mother? You know, I just don't do that. Okay, another question. That's it. And next week, of course, because we're doing this every other week, we're going to Nancy's going to do readings. And what yeah. what type of readings do you want to do next week? Up to you. Oh my gosh! Well, let someone write in the room, give us an idea. Okay. I'm I'm open. You know, it's, it's really fun. What type of readings you guys have? Remember, it's going to be one question. There's yes, there's going to be a come a time, hopefully in their future. You can only do so much. So if we have an hour of readings, that's a lot when I move my mind from one person. And states, was it, Shar, your show? We had England and Canada and Texas. And was that the night 15 people? Yeah, I have an idea. What? Since we did attachments, that was the subject this week. That's what people can find out next week. To what? To see if they have an attachment. I told you I don't like doing that on the air because okay. right. I don't have enough background. Yeah, you okay. got you got to treat that very carefully because sometimes people don't want to have attachments. I have an attachment. What did I do to what I do to deserve that? And what what problems do I have? And how do I go back and finish something in the childhood? You may need to see a hypnotherapist or a counselor. Right. This is really deep. Well, you guys, give me some suggestions, and we'll pick. I'll pick one. For you guys for next week and then you can ask Nancy a question. So I just put an idea just for the fun of it. Um, I have quite a few people. <laughs> this is crazy. Do uh, the dog do dog breeding. You have a pet. 
you want a question on that pet, you have answer, you need answers. So I have a mother and daughter who race horses and, and race and breed them. And I was able to tell them which animal um, personality type, if they had a pet, they want to know more about. That's an idea. Or do you want to know, um, I just popped in my head, that might be something someone's thinking about. Give us a couple ideas. We're open. I'm open to having fun with you. Cool. Okay. All right. And uh, yeah, I'll Facebook user. I'll talk to you off camera. Okay. We'll get to that. Was someone wrote that in? No, it's a question of, of uh, something of you for you or me. I'm just looking at that <laughs> messages. No, it was a question. I guess I guess you said she had attachments uh, before. She doesn't know if she still has them. We're talking about the same person that wrote the uh, question. Not Jerry earlier, somebody else. You said her name. Accuser. Ah. Yeah, I don't, well, Jerry's, it's in the chat. Everybody saw I it. know, but not later on because I can't see it. Yeah. And people listening, yeah, I want privacy. It's really important to me. If the one who wrote in saying that she's had attachments for him, wanting to know she had another one, that's still. Of Remember I said earlier, never damage another soul. Mm -hmm. um, I'm good at what I do. Yet, to broach that on the air, that's very tricky. Because what if I describe somebody that you didn't like? Or issue of someone that you didn't want in your life. Like a dead husband or a relative that you didn't like. You could do a lot of damage. Or you picked up a ghost or... Where did that one come from? And how come I, I brought a ghost into my life? Those are really serious questions. Really, really uh, delicate. Th that's why I may write a book, Don't Become a Ghost, because we don't want that. I want you to be emotionally healthy and live your life all by yourself. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Just keep it to one per, one spirit per package. So we're looking at doing another event on Facebook. Nancy and I are I'm trying to figure out, work out the dates for that. Okay. And uh, it's going to be on Facebook Live. I finally figured out how to use Facebook Live with, with this camera and, and actually figured out, you know, how, how to, it takes me a while sometimes. I'm old. I'd like to, like to know. Yeah, I have, um, for tonight, I had the microphone and the speaker here, but I didn't have plugs in the back of my computer, so my keyboard is not plugged in. Because I forgot the USB board where you can have more than one plug. And I went, does this ever end where you have issues? Well, that's why we're I'm doing with you. We're working through all this stuff. Right. But I I will find once I move out of the house another week completely. Because I gotta take trips up there and it's really tiresome to do that. Right. Anyway, every every show seems to have its challenges until you work it all out. But techie, techie, techie. Yeah, so it took me a oh, while. You did? What was that? Techie. All right, kid. Anything else? Live to work for me. So, I mean, you know, we finally got that under control. So, uh -huh. like I said, we're, we're working on the event together and maybe, you know, for more deeper questions. Because at those events, you know, we're only allowing like five or six people at a time. So, yeah, that, that means that you can ask a deeper question because Nancy has more time to answer you uh -huh. than doing it in this format. So, and otherwise, you have to pay for a session with me. So yeah. it's uh, this, way, this way you get extra time instead of, yeah. instead of a two minute answer. You might get a five or five, six minute answer out of it. Maybe more. Yeah. And, and it's just because it's fun. We do it 
I did a blog talk radio. I started in seven or eight and I went for about seven years and I was given free readings all that time. And someone asked me, well, we're middle of a recession and you're doing that. I says, you know, I, I do well. So maybe an hour once in a while doesn't hurt. Mm -hmm. You know, it feeds my soul to do this and you just end up doing it. The only thing I would say is we seem to have the same people in the, in the chat room. And I feel that maybe we need different people come in. So if we get more people, the couple that come over and over and over, be aware that we have to spread ourselves around a little bit. And for you guys that are consistent in the chat room, tell your friends about this. No, I don't want, they'll say, no, I don't want to share. Cause I, <laughs> I, 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 I you know, it's not just, you know, Nancy will go two hours. <laughs> you know, we do that. We'll expand the show. The more people we have in there, the more people will, the more people will, you know, will will have in the show. Anyway, we'll do what we can here. So, um, I'm getting pooped out on here, kid. Okay, yeah, I am too. It's been a long week, a long week. Monday, we're shifting gears a little bit. Um, this is going to be our first flat earther is coming on Monday. His name is Dave Wise, and wow. he's going to talk about why the Earth is flat. Or his perception on why it's flat. Yeah, and why he believes that we never went to the moon. It was all fake. So it's going to be interesting to talk to him. And I know there's people that, you know, that they wouldn't deal with these people. Hey, me, I love that stuff. I have an open mind. I'm a journalist. That's what I do. And it's neat to have these guys on to get their perspective. So he's Can you imagine how many people don't believe in what I do or that I'm real? Right, right. Right? Right. So he's going to be the first one that we have that I have on that just that, that's a flat earther. And then the following Friday now or the following Thursday Thursday, uh Carrie Cassidy's gonna be back with us. If you, if you remember Carrie Cassidy, she was talking about the secret space program Project Camelot. So she's oh. gonna be with us too. And uh the, her stuff's really interesting to listen to. So we got kind of a mixture and then Rebecca Pittman's coming on next week. She's the one that wrote the Lizzie Borden book. She's also written a book on Haunted Versailles. So she's going to be with Ooh, us. There you are. So we, we've got a bunch of mixture of people coming on next week. So just yeah. be aware of that. But Monday is going to be Dave Weiss, the uh, the flat earther guy. And then, uh, of course, Sunday we're going to be. Oh, you know what? Yeah. It gives his life purpose to have such a passion. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, I would say different strokes for different folks, right? You know? And then Sunday, of course, Lizzie Borden again. Oh, Lizzie, she's got all kinds of problems, legal problems going on right now. All right, guys. Well, on that note, if you yeah. like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five people anyway. We're equal opportunity here at California Haunts Radio. Uh, if you're watching from Facebook, please hit that. Please hit that follow button. If you're watching from Twitch, please please hit that follow button and. If you're, like Nancy says, if you're on YouTube, there's a little ghost down there at the bottom right-hand corner with a magnifying glass and a Sherlock Holmes hat on. That is our California Haunts mascot. Click on that, and it'll subscribe you to our channel. If you look at the channel, there's two, over 250 videos over there on all kinds of topics. There's something in there for everybody to see. Trust me. Trust me. Um, so I, I think you'll find something you like. And that will notify you when we have new shows coming up as well. If you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you're a person that's listening that was on the meetup, please join my meetup and please, you know, and please subscribe over YouTube so you get those announcements as well. 
And again, I want to thank my fan in France. That was fantastic. That's our first overseas donation. And so I'm really stoked about that. Thank you so much. All right. Which brings me to the next topic. A little ticker down at the bottom says, help us bring more exciting and informative guests to the show. Not that Nancy's not exciting, but I'm talking different guests. And the only way we can do that is through donations, because um, this is what I do. I'm, I'm retired, and this, this is it. You know, and uh, Fisher Avenue, Fisher Avenue and the line, like my dad would say. So the way to do that, to help me stay on the air, you know, I've got bills like internet to pay, and if a computer dies, I have to replace it. If a mic dies, equipment for the paranormal team, travel for the paranormal team, all comes out of my pocket, all, every last bit of it. So if you could help me out a little bit by uh, donating, doesn't have to be a lot, paypal.me at California Haunts, or if you're uncomfortable with PayPal, you can you can do that at Venmo and just go into Venmo and type in California Haunts. I would really appreciate it. You know, I appreciate it. This came out. I didn't sell it. Appreciate it. And uh, no, the, the, the other listeners appreciate it as well. You know, it's just a matter of keeping the show on the air. I've been here almost uh, almost over two years. I didn't think I was going to be on uh, over two years. I did this for a while. But we're still here. I'm still here. You know, so I'm really excited about that. Things are looking up. The numbers are up. You know, our, our viewership is up. Our uh, this this our podcast listening ship, listeners are up. I'm just so excited over all this. This is what I like to do. I like to help and inform people, even if it is flat earthers. No, I like to people. But anyway, I want to thank Nancy for coming. You know, Nancy and I have been friends for a long, 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 long time. And uh, I enjoy talking to Nancy. When when we get off the air, I'll probably talk to Nancy again. You know, this is just what we do. Maybe not tonight. I'm pooped, honey. <laughs> conversations at least once a day, you know, where we're talking about stuff. But uh, I want to thank everybody for coming tonight. And I appreciate each and every one of you. Don't ever think I do I too. Thank you. I appreciate each and every one of you. Your questions. Sometimes I don't get to your questions. But uh, I do appreciate each and every one of you. All, all my listeners. I, I wouldn't be here without you doing this. All right. So I want to show you Nancy's contact information. Oh, mm-hmm. And then I'm going to sign off because it's my Friday night. And when it gets dark, I'm going to be going outside to meditate. Aloha. Aloha. <laughs> so here we go. Here's Nancy's stuff. Okay. Good night, everybody. Websites, nancymats.com, all lowercase. Second one, nancymatsauthor.com. The N is uppercase. The M is uppercase and the A is uppercase, and that's .com. So, and then she's on. She's got a YouTube site. It flashed off on me. Help! Get me out of this funk, Nancy Matz. That's her book. And we've got two worlds: developing your psychic skills. And we've got the unwilling sacrifice. And the fourth, you can get those at Amazon.com. All right, guys, that's it for me. Have a good evening and have a good weekend. I'll see you guys Sunday.